All right, man. So what's up, bro? We're on. We're on. <laughs> Our first podcast. Our first podcast in the books. Yeah, we're doing this. We're doing it. Well, uh, we'll get the other equipment that we need ordered and yeah, get another microphone set up and uh, work on a backdrop. It's all uh, coming together. Yeah, for the good. Yeah, that's a, well. No, it's, it's funny that we were sitting there talking about that the other night, just about God, you know, and just our life in general. Yeah. And uh, like I knew you had something on your mind because I could see it all over your face. You're like, I want to say something, but you didn't know. You're like, I want to say something, but I don't know. I'll just say it. And then it was like you said it, and it, like I said, like something in my heart stirred. Yeah. Like it wasn't like a, oh, that would be exciting. It was. It was a uh, God wanted God, me to say it, man. God, yeah, God placed it on your heart, and you kind of confirmed it when. And you said I, it. I didn't want to interrupt you when you were talking, but I didn't want to forget what I wanted to tell you. Yeah. You know, that's good. But I don't know, man. It just seems like when we're together, we're able to open up better. 100%. Like it, it flows easier. 100%. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's I was telling Heather that the other night because. When I got home Wednesday night, I was telling her that, you know, that me and you had talked about doing a podcast, and she's like, well, that's cool, and I was like, it's something I've never, like, I've never had a podcast in my heart, like, I've never thought to do something like that, and yeah. I've, you know, I've watched the church do their podcast, and it's never once come to my mind to, that we just do something like that, and, but when you brought that up Wednesday night, I was like... <laughs> yes, yes, that's that's exactly what we should do. I love it. You're right. It's like it just we just start talking about life and God, and it just flows. Yeah. So. Yeah, I've um, I called my mom and told her about it, and uh, she was like, "Man, I, you know, I knew he had something planned for you, and and you you." He said that he. She said that he, she felt that he has more in me that shouldn't stay there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's giving you something and he was, he's giving it to you. Yeah. To pass it out. And I told her, I said, well, you knew, you know, you knew I, I was something special. <laughs> you know, I'm kind of a big deal. I mean, you're kind of a big deal. Know. <laughs> but no, honestly, I mean, even when I, you know, even. Well, you know, you know, I've never really been. Before I had moved, when I lived here first, I wasn't. You weren't very. You weren't talkative, bro. I wasn't. You were like, I'm Marcus. I'm cool, but I'm gonna stay over here in my corner. But man, when it comes to talking about, <laughs> when it comes to even, when it comes to talking about God, it's that's something that, like, I don't feel like I'm talking to other people. Like me per se, I feel like he's talking. Yeah, no, I understand what you're saying. You know, we're allowing the Holy Spirit to talk through us. Yeah, and that's something I've always thought about uh, when it comes to prayers. Like yeah. I try not to use my words; I try to use the words that God is giving me. Yeah, because what better thing to pray than what God would tell you to pray? Yeah, you know. It's funny you say that because there was, there was a couple instances where I had prayed for someone, and um, and another instance where at the house, you know, I wrote something for Yvette on the mirror mm -hmm. in the bathroom. It was basically a prayer, but after I wrote it, I stepped back and looked at it, and there was words that I have never used in my entire life. Like I'm tearing up thinking about it. Like seriously, man. Like I had to go Google what does that word mean. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't something that was out of the blue, had nothing to do with what I was talking about. It literally went with, with the prayer. And I've never that word has never those words have never came out of my mouth before. And Thirty six years, not once. And that's that's God and his Holy Spirit. And I using spelled it right. <laughs> but seriously, man, it's like as I was writing or even in prayers, you know, there's been times where that's happened to me in prayers and it just like the pen never stopped. Like it just it was just going and going. Like he was he was writing it. He was he was writing what he he knew that you needed yeah. to see, or you know, who like like we talked about, you know, with your prayers that you've been posting on Facebook. You never know who that's going to reach and who's that's going to touch. And, yeah, and what they're going through that they need 
exactly what God gave you. And it may not be something that God gave you for you on a personal level, but actually just like that, just a a public thing for you to share that somebody else needs to see or, or hear, you know. And that was like when we were talking Wednesday night, you know, about the situation with your sister, you know. You never know what God is going to tell you or the words that God is going to give you yeah. that are for her. Yeah. And it may not be words or encouragement that you could ever come up with, but it's because God is giving it to you. You are able to share it with her. Yeah. Yeah, and, and there's a song that that I I used to listen to, which I need to look it back up because it's been a while, but it was Hillsong. And um, she talked about being God's vessel. Yeah. And man, that stuck with me. Mm-hmm. Like, that's seriously, like, I'm the vessel that carries out, you know? Exactly. And that's, man, once you put that in perspective and you feel like you're your body like your existence has that purpose Mm -hmm. like dude nothing else matters it it really doesn't and that's I I think about you know the story of the woman that was going to be able to make one more meal for her and her son and she was going to they were going to die on that and the uh, the man that came to her home and asked her to feed him and it was everything that she had left, and she was going to make it for her and her son, and then they were going to die. But because a man of God came to her, knowing what she needed, and because she was faithful to his servant, faithful to the request through God's servant, that the oil never ran out. Yeah. You know, the flour never ran out. I remember out. that, yeah. And because she was faithful to his servant, God just continued to bless her, bless you know. We were talking about the other day about you know, with the tithe, you know. Yeah. Like, but well, I really need this hundred twenty dollars. I really need this two hundred dollars. And but being faithful to say no, because God can do so much more with that yeah. two hundred dollars. God can do so much more with that little bit of oil and flour that she had left, and He did, and He and He has, and He does it over and over and over again when we're faithful to trust with Him. Yeah. And. It's easy to take that as a he said, she said. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, you say he's can do more with it, but man, if you can really grasp the concept of his promise, mm-hmm. like that's a promise, mm-hmm. right? He's not, it's not like anyone else promises you yeah. something like, you know, 50-50 chance that's right. not going to go through. But yeah. him, if it's said, it's done. Yeah. And, and if never- you can come back on his word. Yeah, so if you can, you know, if you're if if you're having a hard time making a decision on something, especially something that he's promised, like do it. Yeah, just do it. Yes. Yeah. He just follow you. through cuz he will. There's there's nothing that can come against you that's going to affect his promises. Yeah. It's going to follow through regardless mm-hmm. of whatever you come across, whatever comes to you, no matter how bad you know the situation, or no matter how big the enemy appears to be, yeah. you know it's already written. He's he was defeated before I was born. Exactly. Like that particular moment that I'm in, it's already been solved. Yeah, God and I'm not even there out. yet, right? Yeah. yeah. And and as far as tithing, I mean, it's dude. Yeah, I mean, you think about it, like you know, <laughs> exactly. man, what could I do with that? But what could he do with that? Exactly. Right. Yeah, like I told you, you know, it was that under twenty or two hundred dollars, whatever it wasn't. Like, man, we could really use that money. And then, because I thought my check was going to be short, you know, I took some time off to go to camp, and I was like, man, there's going to be three days I'm without. And then my yeah. boss paid me for it anyways. And you know, I think it, it it it's not just God working miracles. It's people allowing God to work through them. Mm-hmm. You know, my boss is a Christian man. You know, I've talked to him a lot, and. Uh, I don't know what God placed on his heart when he did that. You know, I don't know if it was a situation where when I interviewed with him, you know, I told him I had some things coming up, you know, over the next year, and I had already requested that time off of my previous job, and I just wanted to make sure he was okay with me taking that time off, you know, Mm -hmm. being brand new there. So maybe something stirred in his heart then, you know, or maybe it was when I told him, hey, I just want to remind you, you know, me and my son are going on this, this getaway, and I won't be here, and maybe God placed it on his heart. Take care of Terry. You know, Terry's good. 
Terry's been a good employee. Terry's, you know, come in and taken care of things. And, yeah. You know, he's told me time and time again that he's grateful for me to be there. And maybe for him that was just his way of showing his, his gratefulness to me. But maybe it was God telling him, hey, take care of my son. Yeah. And he did. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, I think there's so many times people question, will we ever know God's plan or God's truth or what God's plan is for us in life you know and things like that will we ever really know how that come about will we know that God told my boss or was it a situation where the Holy Spirit stirred something in his heart you know I don't know that we'll ever know the, the answers to that but I, I don't think that that matters I, I think because if we give if we believe in him and we believe in his truth and we believe in his word that he says he'll take care of us and his promises and, yeah. and he does time and time again that he will and so I think there's so many times people question well was that really God well even if it wasn't even if it was just my boss taking care of me I know in my heart that God said he's going to take care of me he doesn't tell me how but he tells me he's going to take care of me and, yeah. and he did I think so God wrote your story right mm -hmm. so I believe everything that happens mm -hmm. was from God God ordained right God intervened because he wrote it yeah I mean that didn't surprise him that no. it happened you know what I mean no so even even the turmoil yeah it's there he wrote it into the story but it's for a greater purpose right mm -hmm. I believe yeah. Um, so yeah definitely I believe that you know your boss doing that for you I believe that was from God Yeah. because that wasn't a surprise to God he didn't you know that didn't show up and he's like wow I didn't think that was going to be a Terry story yeah God's not surprised by anything yeah like he knows what's going to happen before it happens. Like, yeah. like he's, his word says, he knows the, the numbers of hairs on our head. Well, guess yeah. what? That's always changing. Yeah, now, I've got less hair on my head now than what I did when I was a kid. But again, it wasn't a surprise to God. You know, and and God knew what me and Heather were going to walk through in our marriage. Yeah, you know? He knew what we were going to walk through when we had Eden when she was, you know, a preemie. You know, and God knew what you were going to walk through when you went to New Mexico or to Mexico. You know, he knew what was going to happen. And I, I think I told you this story. I had a uh, a pastor right before I moved to Arkansas that I hadn't met. And, uh, you know, I was just kind of telling him where I was at in my life and the things I had walked through in my life. And uh, he told me, he said, you know, God is never surprised by the things that happen in our life. Right. He said that God is like, he said a real simple thing to think about is for the path in your life. He said, God's like GPS, you know. God has got this destination that he wants you to reach and he gives you the direction and the coordinates on how to get there but he doesn't force us to go that route so if I plug in an address in the GPS it tells me the fastest way or the easiest way or the cheapest way to stay away from tolls on how to get there but it's not driving the car right you know God is not driving my life yep so if I start following his path and at some point I make a turn where I'm not supposed to that could be a lot harder route to get to where God wants us to be but just like with everything in our life God will give us another route to get there and he doesn't promise that that route's going to yeah. be easy or that it's going to be quicker it may actually be harder he does say that in this life we will face trials and tribulations yeah. and those trials and tribulations are a big part of the choices that we make in our own life so if if I decide to take this turn in my life and it's not the route that God wants me to take then yeah it's probably going to be a whole lot harder but that doesn't mean that God's not right there with me through the whole thing and that he takes that as a shock like that's yeah. a surprise because he knew that was going to happen yeah it's like you have free will yeah. And that's and that's the greatest thing is we do. We have the free will to make those decisions. And sometimes that free will gets us in a good place and sometimes it gets us in a bad place. But when we take that wrong turn, it will re he, he can recalculate our lives to get back on the path that he wants us on 
as long as we're willing. Yeah. And when we're willing to get back on the path that he has for us, life will be a whole lot smoother. It won't be perfect because we live in a fallen world. That's good you say that because there is there is a pastor I heard years ago say something that you know there's things you just never forget mm-hmm. right yeah but he said that we were never promised a perfect life no. only a perfect savior yep you know yep man that's dude if there's so many things if you there's points if you can just get them in your head man and just keep repeating that and keep living that and keep believing that it's it's honestly easier than you think. Yeah. Because you know that you have that support. You know that you have, you know, that bodyguard. You know you have that savior, that protector, that warrior, that your father with you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Every kid feels safer with their father. You know oh, what I mean? Oh yeah. And if if you if you know that he's there, it makes things easier. Yeah. You know? It's just, it's just having that that strict belief. <laughs> Dinner in the background smelling <laughs> good. Smells good. <laughs> but no, um, but yeah, you know, hearing that, you know, you never promised a perfect life, only a perfect savior. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I'd prefer that. Oh, 100%. Well, and I think about, like, when God was on earth through Jesus Christ, even then, his life wasn't perfect. Mm-hmm. Like he faced trials and tribulations. Mm-hmm. He he faced the crowds and all the harsh things. Oh yeah, and all the things that was being said to him. Yeah, and things are being thrown at him. And you know, even the the Pharisees saying, you know, well, they caught this woman in the adult of act. Um, the act of adultery. Yes, thank you. And they're like, well, your word says, and he's like, okay, well, the first one of you is without sin. sin. Yeah. Cast the first stone. That's good. And not a single one of them did. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and and at that point, Jesus Christ said, "You know, well, your sins are forgiven. Get where are your accusers? There's nobody. There's nobody on this earth that's any better than you. Yeah, every single one of us has sinned. Every single one of us will sin. <laughs> so you just gotta get up and try to do better today than you did yesterday. Try to do better in the next hour than you did in the previous hour. You know, and I think that's why I love so much where you know Pastor Trustin talks about." the progressive sanctification. Yeah. Because at the point that we become saved, all we're doing at that point is saying we're accepting Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Yeah. And that doesn't make us perfect. And that doesn't you, change yeah. everything in our life. You know, it doesn't fix your marriage. It doesn't fix your job. It doesn't fix your finance. It, it's not a, a fix-all. It's not magic. But things can get better. Things will get better if you're allowing God to if you are allowing God to direct your life. Yeah. And not saying that I don't want to be perfect. I mean, I think everybody Yeah, you always want to strive perfect, for that. But yeah. I'm also happy that I have to look to him for something, you know? Yeah. Um The reason I say that is because when I did move out of the country, I was One, away from church, so it wasn't as easy to connect with it, right? But, like, I had everything, you know what I mean? Like, I, it, it almost became where I created a life with an obsolete God. Like, I didn't need to look to Him for anything, right? Because I felt like I had everything. I wasn't here going to work every day, praying, God, let today be another successful day. Please be with me as I go out to work today. Please, you know, protect the business and the people that that are working. And, like, those needs weren't there anymore, right? So the day-to-day prayers just kind of disappeared, right? Because I'd wake up and it's another beautiful day, go do whatever I want, right? So it, it got to where I, I wasn't needing. It, I made it. A life where I didn't need him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And the the struggles I go through, I mean, I'm not saying I want to go through them, but man, it feels it feels great to know that he's right there. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? 100%. And I think that if everything was perfect, 
then we wouldn't need God. In our lives. Would, yeah, and to me, like I look forward to needing Him. Well, and it's it's a relationship. Yeah, you know if if I could obtain everything I needed in this life without my wife and kids, it would be a boring life. Yeah, you know, even though it's not perfect, even though there is struggles, even though you know, I mean, Heather fight or the kids don't agree with things that we tell them. It would be boring if it was just me and everything was perfect. Yeah. You know, it's the, I have everything I need. I could never want anything more. But in reality, there's always more. There is. There's always more. There and, is. And I think when we come to our place in our life where we're like, oh, I've got it all. I don't need anything. Is when we really start falling off, you know, the edge of the cliff. And we start thinking that, <coughs> excuse me. Why is my life falling apart? I had everything. I had everything together. Well, maybe you didn't have everything. Maybe you need to fall down a few notches so you can realize that it's not about you. You know, it's it's not about all the stuff in life. It's it's about relationships. It's about people. It's about family. Yeah. You know, it's and that's what matters. Because, mm-hmm. like God says, you know, everything in this world will pass away, and Nothing on this earth has any value other than the people in your life. Yeah. It's it's good to, it's good to wake up and have a reason to stay in that relationship, you know? Absolutely. It's good, man. Like I I honestly I wouldn't Like I you know, I think sometimes like, man, what if what if I won the lottery and I was a billionaire? <clears throat> you know, I like what I have everything, you know, and, and then I think about what I went through before where I I made a life where I didn't I felt like I didn't need him, right? And I'm like, I I'm a fr- I would be afraid to have that again. As much as it would be awesome to have you know what I mean? Well yeah, like, I'd be afraid to not you start depending on yourself. Yeah. You don't depend on God. when you. And I think... Like, I've had those thoughts, too. Like, like I don't even buy a lottery tickets, but I'm like, man, what if I won the lottery and I could pay off all my debt and I could pay off all my mom and dad's debt and all Heather's mom and dad's debt and just... We could buy all the property we want build the house we want and everything would be paid for. You know, we'd be great. But then what? Yeah. Like, what if... Yeah, then what? What if everything you have is paid for and you have everything you could ever desire... You know, to a reasonable level, but then what? What's next in your life? What has the next... Like, what is your desire at that point to go forward in your life? If you have everything yeah. that you need and, and everything is taken care of. And there's nothing wrong with having it. No. I mean, you know, there, it just makes it... It makes it harder for you to... For me, I'm speaking for me, it, it made it harder for me to stay connected, mm-hmm. right? It's just like what Tristan was saying the other week, you know, with all the stuff in life. There's nothing wrong with any of that stuff. But if you put that on the throne... Exactly. What's, that, what's priority? And that's what I that's what I, I did, you know. And I think the devil likes that. Oh, yeah, 100%. You know? 100%. He 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 see because I mean, man, I'm guilty of it. I'm sure everybody's guilty of it. The more money in my wallet, the more secure I feel. When and that's that what the can world burn to tomorrow, yep. Yep. and I'm lost again. Yep. That's not security. No, it's right? Because what's the source of that? Yep. Where'd that come from? Yep. Something that's not gonna burn away. Yep. Something you're not gonna lose. Something that the rats aren't gonna eat. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like that's not the source. So yeah. that's not your security. No, it's not. And it feels good to have true security. True security. True security. Not not financial security. Right. Not uh, job security. Not health security. But true security, knowing that regardless of what happens in this life. When the day comes that I pass away, I know where I'm going. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's because we have a Heavenly Father that loved us enough to send His Son to be our sacrifice. Because yep. this, man, I don't care how much you have. It's possible to run out. 
one that's you can have all the stuff and still be just as miserable as you were without the stuff. But he, you won't run out of him. No. And that's, I think that's, I enjoy that journey through life better yeah. than give me everything the world can offer me yep. and I'll live off of that. Yeah. I, I wouldn't want that. I mean, I wouldn't choose that journey over him. I wouldn't mind that journey, but I'd want him with me. Yeah. Right? But I, I wouldn't choose that journey over the journey with him. Yeah. If that well, makes it's sense. Like, it's like what you were telling me Wednesday night when we were talking about how, you know, you feel like you're, as far as like when it comes to serving, like it's a different, a changing in your heart. Like you feel like you're like so much better than what you were, you know, even six months ago compared to where you are now. That God has put this desire on your heart, not for a thing, but for a purpose. A purpose. Like yeah. God has put this desire of purpose that he's helping you walk through. And, and because you've been faithful to taking that step and and having the faith that he's going to bring you through it and, and bless you through it, now you have even more of a desire to want to do even more. You know, And it's not out of a place of, I'm going to do more. Look at me. Look, look at what I'm doing. It's out of a place of, what can I do? How much more can I do to help? Yeah. You know, where can I help? I want, I want people to have what I have. Not the physical things, but the desires of my heart, like that God has placed on our hearts. You know, but wanting to be a prayer partner. You know, yeah. serving on teardown. You know, serving on the usher team. And you know, like I remember the first time I, I got asked to serve on the usher team, and it, it was seven years ago. And at first, I was like, okay, you know, I can do that. You know, just help somebody find their seat. Not a big deal. But the more I did it, the more I realized that people looked forward to that, to that 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 welcome, that greeting, that that person being there for a handshake or a hug or, you know, maybe that was the highlight of their week when they got to come in the church and somebody truly asked them, "Hey, how you doing, man? How's your how's your week? You know, I love you. I love that you're here, man. I'm so happy to see you. You know, and it's just as simple of a thing as walking up to somebody and saying hi, saying good morning and show them to their seat. Yeah. And like I said, it's not it's not a possession thing. It's a that desire that God has placed on our heart to show love to his children just like he's shown love to us. Yeah. You know, they they see it like they can see I can see when you're you were expressing godly nature, right? Yep. And that makes me personally feel good when I'm in the presence of someone like that. Yep. It's the yep. it's the energy, you know, that 100%. you give off. Yeah. And and all your what you're doing, man, is you're just you're spreading his love and his joy, mm-hmm. and you're doing it with encouragement from the Holy Spirit. That's what you're doing. Yeah, and it doesn't... I'm look up a scripture I had the other day. And it doesn't matter if they get it today. No. You know, it's it's like like Tristan was talking about, and like you were talking about, planting the seed. Mm-hmm. You know, that seed will never grow unless you plant it. Yeah, exactly. You know, the, the seed does no good unless it's in good soil. Yeah, right? exactly. So, I think being a part of serving at the church and interacting with people that, like you said, we have no idea what their week's been. No, we don't. Oh, no idea. You know, our our church could be their last resort, right? Yeah. Well, and that's... I think about how many people come into that church, or any church for that matter, that it may be their first time to that specific church, but that may have been the last straw that they had because of what they're going through in their life. Yeah. And they decided to take that step for whatever reason, whether it was somebody invited them or, you know, they remember at some point when they were kids going to church or somebody they worked with mentioned, you know, well, you know, come check out my church, you know, come check out my God, who my God is. And there's people that have been through that church that, that I have met on a personal level that has gone through anything and everything you could ever imagine, whether it's, addiction or uh, 
struggling with suicidal thoughts, you know, people that have gone through divorce, people that have gone through affairs, yeah, you know, people that have um, left everything they knew behind and found things they didn't want to find. You know, they thought, I'm going to go and do what I want to do because why not? This is this is my life. I should get to do what I want to do. And then they get out there and they realize <laughs> it's not really your life. You, you know, God gave you this life. Shouldn't we want to do what God wants us to do? You know, there's and there's so many hurting people out there in the world. And I'm not saying as a Christian that Christians don't hurt. Christians hurt just the same as anybody else. But we have an ultimate source that we can go to. We yeah. have we have brothers and sisters that we can go to that are walking with Christ. You know, and so when you can find a church. That is truly that. That is truly the church. That is truly showing love and grace and affection the way God has designed it. Then that's the best place you can be. Mm-hmm. And there's there's people I know in my life that uh, their spouses haven't been any part of that for almost a decade. But that person was faithful to what God was calling them to. Oh, yeah. And because that person was faithful to what God was calling them. Yeah. Now their spouse is in church. Yeah. You know, marriages have been renewed and refreshed. Just because, because of, that person, of that. Yeah. That, that, exactly. that commitment and mm-hmm. faithfulness to God. I mean, that plays a big role in building a church, you know. Because you don't have a church full of you know, just perfect Christians. No, no such thing. I mean, and that that's what I like about more churches. We accept anyone and everyone. We don't screen no one. We don't, no. you know, it's... You, can't, you don't have to wear a certain clothing. You know, you God tells you, come as you are, you know. That's and exactly what more church does. Yeah. And, I mean, if we were to turn someone away because of the way they were dressed, what if that's all they have? Exactly. Or what if, what if the lifestyle they're living now promotes them to dress that way yep. but they're looking for a way out mm-hmm. and they know no other way Yeah. so if we turn them away from what could be because of all they know then they'll never become what God wanted them to be yeah and that would be on us on us not on, not on anybody else they came to a place looking for something and if, and if we were to judge them based on what they were walking through in their life and they'd never come back that's awesome. That's on us. And that's the worst thing you can do to someone that's looking for that, that's looking for that um, clarification. Like, okay, you say God wants me. You say God loves me as I am. Let me go see. And then you walk in and you get turned away. Well, I knew that was a lie. He doesn't because look yeah. what you're look doing. What you're if he did, doing. then yeah. church would not do that to me. Exactly. Yeah. Right? And I've been, man, I've been to churches like that. I've been to churches that's like... If you weren't wearing slacks, dress shoes, tie, button-down shirt, and a jacket, you weren't welcome. Man. Yeah. They would look at you like you were just dirt. You know, you, you couldn't wear T-shirts in church. You couldn't wear jeans. Like, none of that stuff matters. God and, doesn't look at and, any of that stuff. And it's, it, it, never, it never made sense to me how you passing judgment is less of a sin than what you assume they're committing by dressing the way they are. Exactly. Right? Yeah. I mean, you're literally turning away God's child. Yep. And that's okay, but you don't want them wearing what they're wearing yeah. to come to church. Yeah. At least they're coming to yeah. church, right? Exactly. There's people out there that don't want to go. And it's because of people that have judged yeah. them. And the ones that are wanting to go, that need the help, that need the sanctification the building of that to show them, hey, this you're you're okay. You know, I, I put in my prayers every time I put a prayer. You know, Father, thank you for loving me and letting me come to you as I am, but loving me enough to not let me leave this way. Yeah, because He's going to make me better every time I come to Him. Right. Exactly. And and like Tristan says, don't wait till you got it all together to come to church. Yeah. You come to church to get it all together. Exactly. And I think there's so many people in life that think, well, once I get this figured out, then I'll go to church. Once I get this fixed, then I'll go to church. Can't do it on your own. Can't. And and you never will be able to. You can get to a point where you feel like you got it all, but if if God's not in it, you don't don't have it. it. You don't have it. And that that's what you should want. He has to be at the center of it all. What was the verse you were looking at? 
I can't find it. Okay. I don't know what it was, but it was about us serving for God, what He wanted us to do. Okay. Um, and I, I honestly, I had saved it for us to go over, but I don't know what I did with it. I don't know if I emailed it to myself <laughs> or put it in a in a folder, but I can't find it, and I don't want to spend the whole time looking. That's all right. But it, you know, it, it comes back to us being His vessel. I mean. He's going to do what he wants to do through us. We just got to allow him to do it, right? I think about, you know, Tristan did that illustration the other week where he's got all the the vases and stuff. And he's talking about getting our, our fill of the oil and how we have to have reserves and we have to have the oil that we need now in our lives. Yeah. But I think about when God is pointing to us, whatever way that is in our life, whether that's through our prayer time, devotional time, uh, through worship, uh, things like this. Like, yeah, I'd say like this is a way that we're God is pouring into us through each other. But I like a, a visual illustration of of God pouring into us, and him He never stops. We might put a lid on it and say, "Okay, God, I'm good," and eventually we run out of you what run He's out. given us. But that's not God. God doesn't put a lid on his his yeah. outpouring of what he has for us. So as long as we have ourselves open to what God has for us, he's always going to keep pouring into us. And guess what? When we're full, he's not going to stop pouring into us. When we're full, it's going to start flowing out of us. There's going to be an overflowing of that vessel, us, whether it's falling off onto you, it's falling off onto my wife and kids, it's falling off onto people that I work with. You know, it's a an overflowing and an abundance yeah. of what God has poured into us. And it could be something simple, man. Like I've had people guys at work already tell me, you know, Jerry, why don't you cuss? I just don't need to. I don't have any desire to. I have no reason to. And it it's something simple and it was a simple question, but a lot of the guys that I already work with, they're like, Man, Terry, you know, I kinda like I've caught myself trying to catch myself to not cuss, and he's and That's he said good. it's not because you told me not to. He said, but it's you don't. You, they see that it's not necessary. And then he's like, you know, I won't say the guy's name, but this guy I work with like directly. He's like, when he slips up, you know, when he's oh man, I'm sorry. It's like it's fine, bro. It's like it's no big deal. Like I'm not sitting here saying, oh, you shouldn't cuss. I'm not gonna sit here and judge you. And like, and good job to you. Like, for saying, oh, man, I'm sorry. Not because I want to hear your apology, but because you're like, you're trying to be better. Mm -hmm. And all that has come from is because God has been overflowing through me and it's poured off onto your life. You know? It's it's not me saying, you know, hey, man, you really shouldn't cuss. Why are you cussing? What do you need that for in your life? Because if anything, that's going to make him feel bad. Yeah. And the best thing I can do is just set an example of, not doing it, you know, and just telling them, you know, well, I, it doesn't fix anything. Yeah. It doesn't change anything by doing those things. So I just don't do it. You know, and, and not to say I haven't, because I have. You know, I used to have one of the biggest foul mouths of, like, you know, I was, like, I was like a sailor, bro, like dropping F-bombs left and right when I was younger. But God knows your heart. Yeah. That's, that's what I love best about it is no matter how you slip up, if you're genuine at heart, God knows it. Yep. You know? You don't have to show off for him because he knows. You know, you don't hey, God, you see that? I did it. You know, you don't, he knows yeah. your heart. Yeah. You know, and that's where a lot of people, you know, a lot of people ask me, um, you know, well, you know, what if you commit a sin and... And you ask for forgiveness, but you end up doing it again and then again and again and again. You you, can, you do it, keep expecting him to forgive you. I said it. It all depends on if you're doing it out of wanting to do it, or you're a human and yeah. you truly repent in your heart. And yeah. God, you can't hide it from him, right? He, he knows, knows you're going to do it before you do it. Well, and he knows in your heart if you truly are remorseful for it. Or if you just like, I don't even care. I'm just going to keep doing it. Well, and I think it's like God's grace is never ending. And God, I heard something today, and this pastor is talking about how tall uh, Mount Everest is. Mm-hmm. You know, and but then he's talking about how deep uh, there's a trench in the ocean. I 
can't think of what it's called right now. Uh, the Marion Trench, I think is what it is. I'm probably wrong, but it's talking about how deep that trench is compared to how tall Mount Everest is, which Mount Everest is the tallest mountain in the world. And then he talks about the depth of the Marion, Marion, I'm saying it wrong. I'm just going to quit. Anyways, he's talking about the depth of this trench, and he said that you could take Mount Everest and cut Mount Everest off at ocean level and put it in this trench. And between the top of Mount Everest and the top of the water level at this trench, there would still be over a mile of difference in depth between the height of the mountain and the depth of the oceans. Wow. And he's talking about how God's grace is bigger than the oceans of the world. And if you could put something as big as Mount Everest in that trench in God's grace and still have so much depth between the, the top of your failures and God's grace, then why would you ever worry that God's grace is not enough? Mm-hmm. And that's not to say that we should take advantage of God's grace and just keep sinning and sinning and sinning and sinning. And sinning. Right. But we should be progressively working on trying to be better. Exactly. Trying to be better yeah. every single day. And we're still going to fail. And, you're, and you can't hide it. No, God sees it. You can't hide it from Him. Yeah, that's you know, and that's that's what I think. That's what truly helps me when I when I do sin. Like I don't do it on purpose. No one does that I know. Well, and I think a lot of you time, know what I mean. I think a lot of times sin but, comes out of a place of uh, out of a place of escape. But it feels good to know that God knows my heart. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I, I feel, I don't feel good about sinning. I still, you know, ask for his forgiveness. But I, I also know that the connection I have with God is so strong that he, he knows, Marcus, I know. I know where you're coming from. I know where this is coming from. And I know your flesh. I mean, I know that you're human. Yeah. And you truly do want to be better. Want to be better. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's, man, that's a good feeling, you yeah. know. 100%. To know that he, he knows in my heart what I really feel when I do what I do, right? Yeah. Because there's a lot of, there's a lot of people that just do it because they don't care about they don't remorse. Care. No, they no. don't care no. about, you know, what happens after, you know. Or what's, what's the, uh, how does this affect somebody else in my life? Right. You know, you know how is this going to affect my spouse or my kids? Yeah. You know, how is this going to affect somebody else in my life? Mm-hmm. They don't think about that, and I think that's the difference between somebody that's walking in relationship with Christ and somebody that's just walking through this world. Yeah. They're somebody that's walking through this world in Christ has those thoughts in the back of their head, even in the midst of that sin. How is this going to affect somebody else? Mm-hmm. Or I shouldn't be doing this. And that's that's the Holy Spirit. That's conviction. And, but the people that are walking through this world without Christ aren't thinking about those things. They're not mm-hmm. thinking about how it's going to affect somebody else. How it's going to affect them on a regular. You know, it's really easy for somebody that's not walking in a relationship with Christ to just go out and party every night. Mm-hmm. You know. But I, I think the people that are doing that are the people that are searching for something because they're longing for something. They're missing something inside their heart. They're missing something inside their soul and their spirit. And all they know is what the world has shown them. And so they just keep doing the same thing over and over again. You know, And it's, it's, it's almost like with TV or social media, it's like encouraged. This is what you should do. Yeah. Go and do these things. You know, I think about even simple shows that it's like there's always somebody in almost every show nowadays where it's like all this person does is sleep with this person and the next person and the next person and the next person. And that person is is looking for something in their life. They're looking for yeah. love and affection. And the world has told them, well, get it through sex. And so they just keep doing that over and but it's not fulfilling their desires because it's not real. It's not love. And it's the same thing with drugs or alcohol or any addiction for that matter. They're looking to fill themselves with... They're trying to fill a hole. Yeah. But they're trying to fill that hole with the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. They're not trying to fill that hole with Christ 
with his love, with his grace, with his forgiveness. And and maybe it's because they had a bad experience as a younger adult or as a kid. You know? Maybe they had an, an experience with church. Yeah. Not an experience with Christ. And I think that's why it's so important that people have an understanding of as a Christian I'm not perfect. I'm I'm gonna mess up. I'm I'm probably gonna hurt your feelings at some point. But that's because I'm human. I'm not God, I'm not Christ. You know, that's I'm just trying to do my best that I can. And trying to strive to be yeah. more like him a little bit. And God knows it. God knows how you feel in your heart and God knows if you're truly trying or not. Yeah. And he's I mean, he's the only one you need to get right with. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? When you get right with him, everything else will work yeah. itself out. It may take time. It may take work. But it, it will. It'll work itself out. You know? And when we start focusing on him and and our sole purpose is this, God, what, what do I need to do? God, what do you want me to do? Where do I need to be better in my life? Yeah. We are looking to him. Yeah. Everything else, God will take care of. It's good stuff, bro. That's very good Man, stuff. I'm excited. Uh, so we'll share this uh, we didn't introduce ourselves in the beginning <laughs> we didn't even say what the name of our Anonymous. podcast was yeah. uh, my name's Terry Marcus and uh, we're just two friends he's my brother yep uh, bros and uh, we decided God placed on our heart that uh, we are gonna start a podcast <laughs> and there's my son hey <laughs> uh, have you seen any muffins alright Bubba so we just decided that uh, God placed on our heart that we wanted to do a podcast and just share share with our uh, our testimonies, our stories, the things we've walked through in life. Uh, we've decided to call it Prodigal Sons. Prodigal Sons. I think that's man, that's awesome. I love that. That's, it's it's really close good. to home. Yes, it does very much. A hundred percent. I've uh, been God's, there, lived through it. God's faithful, and He's every time, never left. Every time. So, uh, looking forward to it, yeah, man. And we're just going to uh, improve the whole situation as we go forward. Maybe a little less background noise, and <laughs> maybe a little bit better backdrop, a little better light. You know, we're going to work on things. But okay. uh, the most important thing is uh, we're just sharing what God has placed on our heart. Yeah, you know, and uh, we lot. hope that it encourages whoever's listening and uh, share. Share God's grace. Share God's love. You know, just uh, don't keep it for yourselves. Be that vessel. Allow it to overflow. And we'll we'll get it more strategized. A little more professional. A little have more, some, uh, we'll have a some dialogue. Some uh, a little bit of a dialogue. Some next notes time. This to, is just uh, a practice, right? Yeah, we're just uh, as you can tell, sitting here on the couch in my house. We, we originally wanted to first pray over it, obviously. Well, we can pray over it. We didn't. <laughs> but God's with us either way. Yeah. That's a good thing. We'll, we'll pray over it now and uh, send it out into the the inner, the old interwebs. <laughs> <laughs> the world wide web. The world wide web. And, uh, That's good. You, you want to pray over it or you want me to? I'll let you, brother. Go All ahead, right. man. Father, thank you. Can't say it enough. Thank you. There's honestly nothing we can do to return what you've done for us but I know that all you want us to do is continue to follow you Lord you are incredible couldn't imagine life without you there is no life without you Father thank you so much for being here with us thank you so much for bringing us together Lord thank you for giving us this opportunity and the knowledge and keeping your hand on us, Father, through this. Lord, thank you for for sitting next to us on this couch, Lord. I know you're here. You're always here, Lord. You're always with us, and we thank you, Father, for being there, Lord. You guide us, and you show us, and you give us strength. And we thank you for all the lives this may touch, Father. We thank you for, for all the blessings you've given us, Lord, and all the the capabilities and the, the just everything you've given us to be able to make this happen, Lord. 
you know, all all the grace goes to you, Father. Yes, Lord. The thank the thank the thankful love that we have for you, Father, is unending, Lord, just like yours for us, Lord. And we thank you for being so faithful to us. Yes, Lord. We know that none of this is possible without you, Lord. Everything is possible through you, Jesus. And we thank you, Father, for making this possible for us, Lord. Yeah. We know that someone's going to hear it. And, and one little thing that you're going to send through us to them is going to make a difference, Father. And that's that's what we're happy for. Yes. We thank you, Lord, for giving us this opportunity again to be in your presence, Father. And thank you, Lord, for always being there with us and keeping your hand yes. on us, Father, and walking us through life and in the amazing journey you've set before us, Father. This blueprint you have drawn for us, Lord, I wouldn't change it, trade it for no. the world, Father. Thank you, Lord, for bringing us through everything, Lord, that we've been through because we know that you do it for your glory. And we know that at the end of the road, Father, you're always there. At the beginning of the road, you were there. And along the road, you're always there. No matter where we go, Father, you're right there. We never have to look for you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. I know that if you brought us to it, you're going to bring us through it. And we thank you, Lord, for everything you do, Father. Thank you for my brother Terry, and thank you for bringing us together and giving us this opportunity, Lord, to share your love, Father. It is in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. It's good stuff, bro. Right? I'm excited, man. Me too. It's going to be good. Yeah. And uh, even if we don't hear nothing from nobody and we don't get any likes, if nothing else, me and you are getting to have a great conversation. And we're, we're God's our audience. Yeah. We're doing what he told us to do. No matter what it leads to. He's our biggest fan. He, he don't even care. We've got lights and microphones set up. He's like, y'all just sit down and have a conversation together. <laughs> I like it. It's good, man. Yes. You know, I, I know that whatever whatever happens with this, it's God's God's work. Yeah. So it's going to be good. It's going to be good. He's going to work it out. Yep. He's got the... He's going to work it out. He, like holds, he, does everything else. he holds the throne. Yeah. Not me. I don't want it. <laughs> it's good stuff, bro. I'm right, excited. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Me too. So, thanks, y'all, for uh, hanging out. And, Over uh, and out. We'll see y'all later.